Welcome to the Word Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Word Podcast, episode five. Wow, episode five, can't believe it. Um, today, our episode is a question that I'm going to ask, and hopefully we will get it answered. Actually, I know we'll get it answered. Jesus answers it for us. But today's episode is called, What is the Greatest Commandment? And we will find our answer to that in Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 to 40, Mark chapter 12, verses 28 to 34, and in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 27. What is the greatest commandment? Now, as always, we like to start off each episode with a prayer. So let's do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we have together. We Thank you for any new listeners that are out there, for anyone that's curious about the Bible or anyone that's curious about you, that perhaps this will shine a light towards something that they could follow into your word and understand something there and draw closer to you through it. We pray for understanding of what we're about to read, Father, and we pray for your messages to ring true in our hearts, your lessons to speak to us. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. What is the greatest commandment? We're all familiar with, or I'm sure we've all at least heard of, the Ten Commandments, but what is the greatest of all the commandments? Is one commandment more important than the next one? Fortunately for us, the Bible answers this exact question. Jesus himself was asked this, and it's recorded in the Gospels for us. So let's first look at Matthew chapter 22, verses 35 to 40. We find Jesus being bombarded with questions from the Pharisees and a crowd until, they're, until finally one of them, a lawyer, asks Jesus a question to try and test him. And the lawyer asks, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? To which Jesus answers by saying, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important commandment. It's a very straightforward, very clear answer from Jesus who goes on to add, and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. So he's asked by the lawyer, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus gives him two and says these two commandments cover everything. Mark chapter 12 verses 28 to 34 is very similar to Matthew. Uh, in Luke... Jesus is asked not what is the most important commandment, but rather he's asked uh, by a, a, a Pharisee in the crowd, how will I inherit eternal life? To which Jesus responds with the two great commandments, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So we're... Four minutes into this podcast, almost, and we've already got the answer to our question. What's the greatest commandment? Those are the two. 
Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. So let's look at that answer that Jesus gives a little deeper. Why those two? Why are those the two most important commandments? Why not, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain? Why didn't Jesus say, don't murder each other or don't steal from each other? Jesus picked those two, and I believe why, is because those two, the two great commandments, completely encompass and summarize all Ten Commandments from Exodus 20. The Ten Commandments tell us in very plain terms how to conduct ourselves with God and how to live among all the people of the earth. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. That covers the first four commandments. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make a carved image of anything in heaven or earth and bow down to it, for I am a jealous God. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And obey the Sabbath. It's a holy day. Keep it holy. You couldn't possibly obey any of those four commandments without first and foremost loving God with all of your heart, soul, and mind. If you truly loved God with all your heart, soul, and mind, you couldn't have another God. You couldn't make a carved image of anything and bow down to it. You would, would not take the Lord's name in vain, and you would keep the Sabbath holy. Because God commands you to do it. The second commandment, second great commandment, love your neighbor as yourself, completely covers the next six commandments, which deal with uh, not our relationship with God, but more so the other six commandments deal with how we as humans are supposed to treat each other. Honor your mother and your father. Uh, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Basically, don't, don't tell lies. And you shall not covet your neighbor's house, wife, property, or anything that is not yours. These two great commandments make it possible for us to obey all ten commandments. Without those two, there's no hope for the rest of them. You can't do any of them without first the two great commandments. The two great commandments also work together. They cover all ten commandments, but they also cover each other. Without a, without, without a proper loving relationship with God, in which we love him with all of our heart, soul, and mind, our relationship with other people will not function properly. We could never love others as we love ourselves if we don't first establish that loving relationship with God the Father. And sadly, we see this every day in our world, that man continues to reject and rebel against God, and we reap the byproduct of that with what we see on the news every day. Are people treating each other the way they want to be treated? No, of course not. We would never have world peace without first establishing that worldwide relationship with God. And that, I don't believe, is, is even possible, at least not until Jesus returns.
we we must understand that and this is tough right but we have to come to terms with the fact that it is impossible to keep God's commandments and how often we fail at them and thus we make ourselves unacceptable to God and since those 10 commandments were written nobody has been able to follow them all their entire life There's, but all hope's not lost Romans chapter 4 verse 5 tells us that God justifies the ungodly and his faith is counted as righteousness we're saved by faith we are on our own unacceptable to God but saved by faith Jesus takes our judgment his faith is counted as righteousness the Bible records this question and answer about what's the greatest commandment and has it recorded in scripture to open our eyes God wants to show us like look here's what you have to do and then here's here's my list of laws that you must follow and then if we're truly honest with ourselves we come to the realization that no matter how hard we try no matter what we do we will always always fall short of god's requirements and it is it is in that that realization in that awakening that we truly understand failure that we can finally come to need Jesus when you've done everything you can do and you still come up short you can reach out to the father and say I'm a sinner I tried father I tried and I can't do it myself I need you I need Jesus I need you to make me righteous in the eyes of the father I can't do it myself I need you to make me righteous in the eyes of the father and when we do that when we're at our lowest point when we finally give ourselves over saying I cannot do this without you Jesus picks us up in his arms takes all our sins off of us our sins don't disappear that's important to remember sin does not go unpunished sin never goes unpunished no sin goes unpunished it's just that Jesus takes that punishment that we so rightly deserve so that we can become righteous before God so that when God sees us he sees that spotless lamb and when he looks at the actual spotless lamb of Jesus on the cross he sees all the horrible things we've done Jesus did that for us so the commandments were given to us to tell us how God expects us to behave and the two greatest commandments cover all ten and it's through God's law that we must come to realize that we can't do it alone 
We must call out to God. We must accept Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. And that is what it's all about. Love your neighbor as yourself. Well, who's your neighbor? Funny I should ask, because the lawyer recorded in the gospel asked Jesus about the greatest, uh, the, the lawyer that asked Jesus about the greatest commandment asks that exact, exact question. When Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself, the lawyer came back with, well, who is my neighbor? And to this question, Jesus responds with the story of the Good Samaritan. And I won't, I won't go into the whole story of the Good Samaritan, um, but I'll give you the gist of it as far as, well, my version of the gist of it, I suppose. Again, please don't take anything I say uh, without going into the Bible and, and finding this stuff out yourself. But I'm going to, uh, here's, here's a little quick summary of, of the, uh, the Good Samaritan. Again, this is in response to someone, uh, the lawyer saying, who is my neighbor? A traveler going from Jerusalem to Jericho was attacked and robbed and left for dead in the middle of the road. A priest walks by and instead of helping, crosses over to the other side of the street to avoid him and leaves him for dead. The next person on the road was a Levite. The Levite walked by and ignored the dying man in the street as well. Now a Samaritan comes walking by, and the Samaritan has compassion for this man in the road. He patched up his wounds, put him on his animal. I imagine it was his donkey or his horse or his camel. The Bible just says he put him on his animal and brought him to an inn where the Samaritan paid the innkeeper to care for the wounded man and going even further to say to the innkeeper that if I haven't given you enough money, like whatever it costs to help this man return to health, I will come back and repay you. So after telling the story of the Good Samaritan, Jesus then puts a question to the lawyer. Who among the three that walked by proved to be a neighbor? To which the lawyer responded, the one who showed mercy. And Jesus said, you go and do likewise. Our neighbor is anyone and everyone. Now we have to understand too that a Samaritan would have been hated by that wounded Jewish man in the road and vice versa. Samaritans were unclean, an enemy of the Jew, they hated each other, hated each other. So that this shows us that even someone we dislike is our neighbor. Even someone we would go as far to say we hate that person is our neighbor. Our enemies are our neighbors. Any individual who needs our help is our neighbor. If you were lying injured in the street, would you not want someone to help? Of course, this is the way Jesus wants us to live. This is the way Jesus wants us to treat each other. Treat each other the way you want someone to treat you. That's the golden rule. You've heard it called the golden rule. A lot of people know the golden rule. They don't know to attribute it to Jesus. But in Luke chapter 6, verse 31, Jesus says, Do unto others as you would have them do to you. 
And that comes right from the Beatitudes. So what does this all mean? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do to you. What's God's message in all this? God's message to us is love. Love God. Love one another. What, what an amazingly simple blueprint to follow into paradise. Love. There you have it. Uh, it's not going to be the longest episode we have ever had, but I mean, the, the question, what is the greatest commandment, gets answered pretty quickly, pretty easily. And what do we get from it? We get love. I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed researching that one. Now we're going to go to this part of the show where we generate a random Bible verse. And I've thought, I was talking to my wife, Candace, about whether or not to keep this in the show or not. I said, sometimes I feel like I'm thrown on the spot that I need to. I need to have something profound to say when this random verse shoots up and I don't always have anything to say about it. It doesn't always instantly speak to me. Sometimes I have to pray on something for a while and sometimes it... It never comes to me. And my wife Candace said, well, maybe just generate that random verse, read it out loud. If it speaks to you, say something about it. If not, don't. Don't speak on it. Just have it out there. And I like that idea too, that, that even if it doesn't speak to me instantly, that maybe someday someone is really struggling with something, praying on something, thinking about something, confused about something, and this random Bible verse pops up and it just slams into them, right? Like it's exactly what they needed to hear at that exact time. And whatever we as human beings throw out there into the world, God uses to keep his will moving forward. And if someone needs to hear it, then someone needs to hear it. So I'm going to keep it going. And if it doesn't speak to me, I'll just leave it there. So let's fire up the Bible verse generator and see what we get. Okay, it is from Proverbs 29.11. And this is a new international version. Fools give full vent to their rage but the wise bring calm in the end. Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. Don't let your anger take over. Stay calm. <laughs> that one actually does speak to me. But I've often let my anger take control of my mouth and make me say stupid things that I regret. <clears throat> Hopefully it means something to you. So this episode's not going to be as long as the others. We're at the time of the episode now where we have a closing prayer. Heavenly Father, I ask that you I ask that you make me a blessing to my neighbors. I ask for the strength to forgive my enemies, 
and that you in turn forgive me for my trespasses. Fill me with kindness. Fill me with compassion. Though the world around us can feel cold or distant, make me a good Samaritan to someone today. Lord, you place love above all things. Give me the strength to love my neighbors and not deny anyone in need. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Well, love your neighbor as yourself. Treat others the way you want to be treated. <sighs> Great message. We're going to close today with the last line of what will we pick today? Philippians, the last line of Philippians has a send off here. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit.